Well, good afternoon. Thank you all very much for being here. And uh, I'm very pumped. I'm very excited about the prospects of our having this convention here. And the city of Milwaukee was incorporated in 1846. The state of Wisconsin became a state in 1848. And this is the first time in the history of the city, the first time in the history of the state that a major political party is going to be holding its national convention in Wisconsin or Milwaukee. This is a big deal. Um, and it's not just a big deal because it's the Democrats. Um, this would be a big deal if it were the Republicans. This would be a big deal if it were the final four of men's basketball or women's basketball. Um, but getting this convention really breaks that ceiling. It now puts us in the category of those cities that can be counted on to host a major convention like this. Um, and I just want to take a couple minutes because uh, I feel as though those of us who've been involved in this uh, have completed a marathon to get to the starting line uh, because it was a tremendous amount of work just to get to the starting line. Now, between now and July 17th, July 18th, 2020, is going to be the Ironman competition or the Iron Woman competition where we're going to be doing every event. And I was talking to a representative from the NBC affiliate here who said to me, just to put this in perspective for you, that they felt that there would be from MSNBC, from C, what is it, CNBC uh, and NBC, 500 people in the city. Uh, and that doesn't, that doesn't include obviously what's going to come from ABC or CBS or CNN or Fox. Um, the spotlight is going to be on this city like it has never been before. And on one hand, that's great. It's great because it's gonna allow us to showcase what we all love about the city of Milwaukee, our strengths, what, why we live here, why it's great. At the same time, we all know that journalism isn't always about making people or institutions or cities look good. And so they're gonna be here to look at some of our challenges as well. And so in a way, we've never had an opportunity like this. And in another way, we've never been challenged like this before. And so we need our community to come together. Um, and, and I want, and it's no surprise, and I know the Congresswoman feels the exact same way. I know the President of the Council and Alderwoman Cogs feel the same way. We want to give as many chances for people from our community to be involved in this in as many different levels as possible. And that includes contracts, that includes getting work, that includes volunteering. You name it, we want to get people involved. Um, but I do have to share a quick story with you because um, this is one of my favorite parts of it. When people ask me, okay, how did this happen? How did this happen? And I think, I think the, the most accurate answer is all the stars aligned up for Milwaukee to be chosen. Uh, there were other cities that applied. They started out getting down to the four finalists. Denver dropped out, and then there were the three finalists, and, and we were chosen. And I think some of the factors that led us to be chosen um, included the fact that the city, all of city government, wanted this to happen. We were all eager to have this happen. You had the ownership of the arena, the Bucks team, wanted this to happen. That doesn't always occur. Um, you had the elections that occurred here in November where Tony Evers was elected and Senator Baldwin was reelected that showed that Wisconsin can go Democratic after getting the drubbing in 2016. I actually think that the results of 2016 and, and the lack of candidates here in 2016 and what happened in the Midwest 
made them decide that was a factor as well. Um, the chairman of the party, Tom Perez, had the very good sense of marrying a woman from this area. Um, and, and I think, I, I don't think it hurt, because he was, he was familiar with the territory. He knew the territory. He knew, he knew what a, a tremendous gem this is. Um, but I have to share with you one of my favorite parts again, so you'll have to indulge me just for a second here, because um, it's a little braggadocious, but I'm not, I'm not embarrassed by that. Um, so when they came to visit back in July, they had a team of about 18 or 20 people, um, and so we toured the arena, and we toured the arena 48 hours, less than 48 hours after the ribbon cutting. So it was brand, brand, brand new. Nothing had occurred there. As I said to them, Bucks and Marquette have never even lost a game here. Uh, and, and so the timing could not have been better. Then they said, well, you know, this is going to bring 50,000 people to your city. Do you think you can handle 50,000 people? And we were able to say, in all honesty, hey, Thursday, we're going to have 100, 150,000 Harley-Davidson riders coming into town. Of course we can handle this, which was true also, because that was the week Harley-Davidson was coming. But then the next day, we had to have sort of our initial pitch, and it was in the U.S. Bank building downtown in, in the law firm near the top floor, and they had us in this fancy room. And as we were driving in that morning, we were, par we were literally parking the car. Um, and all of a sudden, I thought, oh, i got to check this out. I wanted to see, because I've gone to a number of these conventions. Um, and I had been in Chicago in 1996. Um, so I knew they had been in Chicago. And I thought, I wonder where, when else they've been in the Midwest. So, so I went and, and Googled, uh, did my research, Googled uh, Democratic National Conventions all the way back to 1832. The first couple of ones were in Baltimore. They were in Philadelphia a lot. And then they'd be in Chicago. And then they'd be in Chicago. And then they'd be in Chicago. And I'm thinking, wow, when was the last time they were in the Midwest other than Chicago? And so I'm going down the list every four years. And they were in St. Louis in 1916. <laughs> okay. Other than that, it's always been Chicago. So then I quickly went, I'm still now my, the guy I'm with is saying, okay, we got to go. I said, just give me another minute, give me another minute. And I'm going to Google Republican national conventions. And, and the Republicans have been to St. Paul and they've been to Detroit and they've been to Cleveland all in the last 30 years. So I'm thinking, okay. So, so we're in the room and we're talking about different things and, and, and making our pitch. The weather's perfect. We love all the things that you would expect us to say. Um, and then I said, well, you know, you should also be aware of the fact that the last time the Democrats had their convention in the Midwest in a city outside of Chicago was when they held it in St. Louis in 1916. Um, and as I'm saying that, I can see the people in charge of this selection writing this down. And I'm thinking, yes, yes, <laughs> right, write this down, write this down. So that's the end of that part of the story. So then we get to the, the big announcement three weeks ago. Um, and we get the phone call, and the president was with me, and he talked. Uh, directly, at, we were in the Pfizer forum when we got the call, and I think we'll always remember that. It's a great call, a great call to get. Um, and, and so then, then I saw the, I went back to the office and I saw the national press release that they sent out. Um, and the first paragraph had two, two sentences. And the first sentence said, uh, the Democrats are proud to announce that they have chosen Milwaukee as a site for their 2020 uh, national convention. And then the second sentence read, this will be the first time the Democrats have held a convention in the Midwest. <laughs> outside of Chicago since 1916. <laughs> and I thought, my extensive research, my extensive research. Uh, was there. I told you it was braggadocious, but it was, it's a cute story. So, so what do we want here? What are we going to accomplish here? A lot of what we want to accomplish here is just to get you in the loop, OK? We're not making any promises to anybody today, because we, we don't have any promises to make. We still have to get 
the local host committee. The local host committee will be formed, will have an executive director for the host committee. That person will be responsible in filling out the team here locally. And then the process will begin of trying to do all the logistics of venues, of restaurants, of all those different factors that go into having a convention, <coughs> making banners. We have, to, we have to have fencing. We have to have buses. Um, there are going to be lots of places where I am hoping that you and we can plug into this. Because the more dollars we can keep here, the better we all are. And again, they are estimating that the financial impact of this of being $200 million over that four-day period. Now, a lot of that's going to go to high-priced people from outside the city. But if we can keep a lot of it here, that's what we want to do. So, so what we want to do, and we've got, we've got several different ways to do it. We've got our, our city structure. Um, we've got the bid committee that has been doing some work in getting businesses' names so that when we get this plane off the ground, because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying literally to get this plane off the ground. So, so please don't be frustrated. Please bear with us as we try to put this together um, because it is going to be, it's going to be a challenge. And, and just volunteers alone. And I was shocked when, they, when I saw the first draft and they said they wanted 12,000 volunteers. Um, but I just was talking to the chairman last week and he said that they've been very, very pleased with the number of people who signed up to volunteer already. So, so there clearly is an interest. And I, and I, think, I think that because we have never had something like this, um, that, that there's a level of enthusiasm and excitement. I don't want people to be disappointed, and so I want us to be as transparent and open as to what the opportunities are. And there may be things that work, and there may be things that don't work. But the best thing that we can do is get you the information as we receive it. We don't have a lot of information now, but we want to get you that information as it comes. So we want you to get in the loop. So, so again, make sure we get your information, your names, and things like that. Um, and as we get more information, it's going to become more real as to what's going on. Now, to make this happen took a tremendous team of people. Um, and next year, that July the 13th, 17th, I don't know if anybody here makes crowns. I mean, when I, literally crowns. But we're going to need a crown for the queen of the convention. Okay? Um, and, and we have somebody in mind to be the queen of the convention um, because she has done so much work. She represents us so incredibly well in Congress. Um, and, and she has been so involved in making this a reality. And she has made it very, very clear that she and her staff want to make sure that, that people from our community benefit from the contracts. And when I've talked to the Congresswoman, when I've talked to Shirley Ellis, that, that, that's what they've said to me. This is our sweet spot. This is where we want to be engaged to make sure we have opportunities here. Um, so I would like to invite up Congresswoman Moore to thank her publicly for all her work um, and to let her know she will be queen next year for three days. Congresswoman Moore. What a beautiful sight in this room. Um, let me thank you all for coming out here. And of course, as the mayor has indicated, we have never had a convention of this magnitude or size uh, in town. And we've had uh, the, uh, the uh, National uh, Baseball League, All-American uh, team here. Uh, we've had the Harley 100th anniversary, which was awesome. And I remember back in the day inviting the National Conference of State Legislators here 
uh, and the National Black Caucus of State Legislators, but particularly the National Conference of State Legislators. That's, that's how I learned how people who are on the host committee don't necessarily have too much fun. <laughs> they walk around with walkie-talkies back at, the, at those days, trying to fix problems that emerge. But the one thing that we learned back in the day is that once we received the bid for the National Conference of State Legislators, first thing that I did was to call up a couple of friends of mine, uh, uh, people that you might uh, remember, uh, Chris Martinsek, the late, great Barb Candy, who was a fantastic fundraiser uh, when she was alive, because we do have to raise $70 million. And Marvin Patillo, and said, you guys need to get together and form a company to, to try to help manage this. And one of the tasks that we really gave them uh, was to make sure that there was minority and women inclusion. Um, obviously, uh, we, know, we, we know already who's going to get the business for the hotels and for the Pfizer Forum. But what we did is we really want you to think out of the box. Uh, one example was given, uh, you know, folks who provide security services. There will be over 2,000 events outside of what happens at the Fiserv Forum, outside of what happens with all the local restaurants. So that will provide opportunities, I think, for caterers, uh, people ordering napkins, flowers. I had, a, uh, the other day I had a birthday party. I almost didn't wash my face, you all, because I was all glammed up. <laughs> I mean, that was really cute. <laughs> and I remember uh, in Philadelphia, uh, they had makeup artists back there. And I thought I looked so good. I had false eyelashes on. And I didn't want, I wanted people to see how beautiful I was. So I stepped out in front of the teleprompter with no glasses on. And it was like alphabet soup <laughs> all over the screen. So there will be people, you know. I am thinking, I mean, if you're a makeup artist, you get your bonding, you know, if you're not used to doing white folks every month from now, get you a different, a, 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 a tincture that's a little bit lighter once a month, build up your stock. I mean, there's no reason to fly in makeup artists from Philadelphia or from DC, do you think? And I mean, that's like for four days, that'll be a job. And you know, I ain't the ugliest person, but they had some ugly people back there. They, <laughs> they can hook you up. And I mean, we have to, so if you in doubt, I mean, if you have a talent or gift, it might not be anything that we thought of. We really do want you to sign in um, so that when people come and say, look, I've got my group here, our hotel is, uh, in Oak Creek, so we want to make sure we have a car service that'll get us back and forth and not necessarily dependent upon the, we'll have these resources. Um, we need every single one of you, you wouldn't be in this room if you didn't think that you had something to offer. So we want to make sure that we know what you do and who you are and that we're responsive and that we work uh, back and forth to make sure that all of the requirements uh, for uh, the logistics are taken care of. I do, I do want to thank our uh, DNC members who happen to be here uh, with us today, too. 
uh, Martha Love, who's the VP of the Democratic National Committee, uh, representing our area. She was very involved in the bid committee uh, stuff. Really appreciate her. And Jason Ray, of course, who you know is the secretary of the DNC, and he'll have a very minor role uh, on the 16th of July uh, when all the balloons come down. Uh, but before that, he's the person that will call the roll of all the delegations to count the delegate votes for our nominee. So you don't have to take, you know, you're very insignificant, Jason. <laughs> And, but I'm sure he'll take good care of that chore. But in the meantime, we want to really show off our diversity. It'd be a source of grave embarrassment to me if the only people who made any money were the people downtown. Uh, and we weren't able, because we, when the NCSL came here, people were stunned. They still talk about it. In a place like Milwaukee, a place where people didn't even know there were any minorities, that we were able to pull off 18% participation. And we don't think that that's too big of a goal um, because, and there are other services too, uh, legal services, auditing services, services, services. I mean, think of something, you know, uh, you know, carry people, get people's clothes and take them to the cleaners. I mean, I, 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 I don't know, but everybody, there will be a great many people in town. Uh, and so anything, that is people-oriented and service-oriented, uh, we will be trying to make sure that we outsource as much of that uh, to our community as possible. Let's go get them, y'all. <laughs>
were first in line and understood how to plug into the process because it's still a process. And we just didn't want it to naturally happen. This is, you know, just count on people's goodwill and best intentions. We wanted to create a structure. We wanted to create the invitation to be at the table at the very beginning, to understand how this is being structured so that you are a part of the process. And so the first thing that needed to happen is that we looked at each other and we said, we're checking petty at the door. All right? All egos, pettiness, that's at the door. Let's do our job. Because this is my alder woman. I'm, I'm her alder man. Right. I mean, this, 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 is my, this is my congresswoman. I, I'm literally her alderman. This is my constituent. So when she said, get it right, I was got to get it. We got to get this thing right. We don't want to be embarrassed. We are not getting ready to be embarrassed. And Martha Love said, uh, listen, we are going to create a structure internally. What we would like to have is to be able to plug with the city so that there is a seamless connection with being able to plug into the infrastructure that we already have because we have an infrastructure. Let's not pretend like we have to go and build this building from scratch, right? We got some wonderful people here at the city that are working extremely hard to get an inventory of the businesses that we have so that they can, all of the businesses that the mayor was talking about, that the congresswoman was talking about, all of the services that are needed, many of those businesses exist and on, bid, on, on, on uh, business improvement districts throughout the city. So we could start there with mobilizing our businesses, plugging them into the process, and creating a structure internally so that there's not a new system that's being created over here, but there's a way of directing those people directly to the diversity supply chain that's being created by the, by the host committee. And so what we wanted to be able to do was to draw you into the room as those things are coming to together so that you understand that, right? And so as that's happening, it's good for you now to be able to ask the questions that you need to know as the things are moving forward, all right? So we were not going to mess up this opportunity. We are not going to be embarrassed, Congresswoman. We are serious about creating the opportunity because after the convention leaves, there are things that can be left here where you can say, yep, the convention was here. We don't want it to be that after the convention leaves, we have a room like this and say, what happened? Where were we? We thought you were going to invite us to the table. We thought we were going to have an opportunity to plug into the process. So we want to do it differently. You're at the table. At the beginning, we can help structure the needs that you need in order to stay involved as those services become available so that you're ready. I don't care if you're selling a hat or a t-shirt or you are reconstructing one of the roads or building a stage at one of the uh, event sites. There's something all of us can do to make this convention great. And we all have to play our role in order to do it. And that's what we want to be able to do. All right. But I want to bring up our 
our older woman, Malala Cox. Good afternoon. All right, normally I make people say it twice, but that was quite robust, so I won't make you say it twice. <laughs> um, $200 million. That's the estimate for the amount of money that is believed to likely be made um, or spent uh, on this convention. Uh, 2,000 events outside of the core location. As I look in this audience, I see restaurateurs, I see um, t-shirt shop owners, I see um, consultants, I see people who own spaces and venues that would be lovely to hold additional events at. You know, sometimes when people get that contract or when they get that deal, we look at them as lucky. But someone once said, there is no such thing as luck. What people perceive to be luck is actually when preparation meets opportunity. Milwaukee is a great city when we allow it to be. And if we're honest, there have been other opportunities for great things to happen that we may have missed because of a lack of inclusiveness. This DNC 2020 is an opportunity. You all who are in this room and so many other entrepreneurs within this city have done the preparation. We're just here to be that bridge to help to connect those of you who are prepared and ready with the opportunity now that it is here and it's coming. Since the announcement, one of the things that, that I have heard most, and I'm sure Alderman um, Hamilton, President Hamilton has heard, the Councilman has heard, is the community's desire to be connected to those opportunities. I see this meeting here today as the beginning of attempting to be as transparent as possible and helping to bridge and give the information that we have as we have it um, for that connection that people want, that they desire. Um, and I know some people couldn't make it today. Some people said, why is it during the day? Why isn't it later? Why isn't it on a Saturday? All of that. Please know that it is our intention to make sure that this is just the beginning. There will be several other opportunities of connection beyond today as we learn more information and more ways for you to plug in. We just ask that you continue on that road of preparation so that, and I said this when we voted at the council on, on the contract for the DNC, and I mean it with all of my heart, just as Herculean and efforted as it was to fight for and compete for the convention for 2020 is just as great an effort as has to be made for as much inclusion as possible with all of the opportunities to get a piece of that 200 million. The whole city needs to see and feel the benefit of the DNC being here. That's the win for us, that's the win for our community, and truly, that's what's gonna make it a great convention. That's right. So thank you for coming out tonight, thank you. All right. Um, he didn't, they didn't need an introduction, but for those of you who don't know, I'm Ken Little, Neighborhood Business Development Manager for the Department of City Development for the City of Milwaukee. And um, just like they said, uh, I think it was the day of or the day after the announcement was made, 
uh, I was called over to the clerk's office and by the president of the council and the chair of the finance and personnel committee. And I'm walking over there saying, what did I do? <laughs> I am nervous. I'm scared. And the message was, we need to do something and start right away uh, about the DNC commission uh, uh, convention coming. And so they're the ones who got this thing started and the reason why we pulled this together today. Um, the, the first idea was to get an inventory of the businesses that are located in business improvement districts and neighborhood improvement districts. We started with them because we have a connection with the bids and the NIDs in the city already. So if you signed in, I hope everybody signed in, so that the sign-in sheet is actually going to be the beginning of, of that inventory list. All right, that we will have for uh, what opportunities might be there. Then our plan is to work closely with the business improvement districts because they're the boots to the ground in the, in the various neighborhoods uh, that are outside of the downtown area. And so those, who the, those are the people who were invited here in addition to the other business operators in the area. So we're trying to put this together. And then we have some people who know a lot, a little more, a lot more, a little more. They're certainly better connected or whatever. Uh, Martha Love and Jason Ray, who are they're from the DNC, are representing DNC, and they'll come in and tell you a little bit more about what's happening or what's going on. And after them, we'll have Nikki Purvis will come up, and then we'll have questions and answers and so forth. Oh, wow. Hello. Hello. It is my honor to stand here being your Democratic National Committee representative, along with our Secretary of the Democratic National Convention, Jason Ray. Before I proceed, I want to talk about three women. Three women and their shoulders that we stand on. That is Val Phillips, who was the first African-American woman on the DNC in 1958. Martha Turan, Tropical Hut, businesswoman in this area, a wonderful, wonderful person. When she went on to glory, Hillary Clinton sent her a letter and said, thank you for everything that you've done. Thank you for being a public servant. Thank you for continuing to raise the banner of the Democratic Party. Then we have one more woman. That is Gwen Jackson. Gwen Jackson, Gwen Jackson, and how many people got grants from Gwen Jackson? She was a is still, as far as I'm concerned, a giant in this community. Gwen Jackson would always make sure a person like me would be able to be in the room. So I now say to you, always remember when you see me, I represent those three women. Because without them recruiting, doing outreach, to bring us together, to carry that banner of the Democratic Party, we would not be here 
thinking in terms of what are we going to do and how are we going to uh, tell the story of our richness in this city. I love Milwaukee. I was born and I was raised here. I love Milwaukee. It's a great place to live. And we have the same number of problems that all other big cities have. But I love this city. And I will ask you to be ambassadors to help talk about the richness. I believe we have so much richness that the elected officials and all of you can talk about the legacies of your neighborhood or how you started your businesses. There is so much richness here that each pulling the neighborhood groups together to talk about what a Gwen, uh, what a, um, Gwen Jackson did, who was involved with her, how you built, rebuilt the neighborhoods. The city has done a wonderful job. We've got a lot of good people from the city that Jason and I will be working with. But I just had to say that to give the honor to the right people. We're here. I'm standing in right now for them because without them, and believe me, it was interesting what people thought about the Democratic Party. But it has, as it has been said, we're talking $200 million. $200 million. Hopefully we will realize as small businesses, 50 million. So how do we do that? We do that from your ideals. In Philly, in 2016, they realized from small businesses, $29 million. And how did they do that? They did it through catering, marketing, promotion, entertainment, event planning, event and rentals, and graphic design. Talk to some of my friends there. These are some of the things that they told me, how they realized $29 million. So I look forward to listening to your ideals and clearly working with you. And Jason Ray, our Secretary of the Democratic National Convention. And by the way, I've been your representative for over 20 years. I am excited to stand here as a Democrat. I am very excited to stand here. I appreciate everything the mayor of the city of Milwaukee, our congresswoman, our US senator, our governor, lieutenant governor, the Bucks. Alex Lazary has done an outstanding job raising the money up front to, so we could be here. We have $70 million we have to raise just putting on this convention for infrastructure. So that's a lot of money. And I, it's a lot of money, and I'm not going to say it because the cameras are here. <laughs> but I thought about it. So without any further ado, I would like to introduce to you Jason Ray, our Secretary of the Democratic National Convention. Well, 
thank you, Martha, for all of your leadership. I want to thank the mayor and the congresswoman. You know, this really is a team effort, and this event today is just one step along that journey. I will tell you, when we first started bidding for this process, uh, involvement from uh, diverse-owned businesses, making sure this was a true community effort was something that we thought of right away. It's why before we ever even got the convention, we actually started doing information sessions for how businesses who were interested in being involved in this effort could plug in. We wanted the DNC to know that we were committed to making this a true hometown effort. And that's why we're excited to be here today. Our ask of all of you is to go and register in our portal, milwaukee2020.com. Go there, register. There's a tab for supplier registration. We encourage bid directors to go and encourage your businesses to sign up and to be a part of that portal. We are going to continue doing sessions like this all across the community at different times and really being engaged to make sure that all businesses that want an opportunity to be a part of this convention know how to do so. We can't guarantee anybody business, but we want to do everything that we can to make sure that you are brought to the table, that you know the opportunities. Again, it's Milwaukee2020.com. We encourage you to go and have your businesses register to fill out the profile there so that when RFPs come out, when other opportunities are made available, we can reach out to businesses right away who are eligible and able to apply so that they can be a part of this effort. This is a community effort, and we need all of you to get businesses signed up, um, to get them registered, um, so that as we move forward to July of 2020, uh, we are doing everything we can to ensure as many uh, minority, women, disabled, veteran, LGBT-owned businesses are able to be a part of this process as possible. So we are counting on all of you as leaders in our community to step up and be a part of this effort, to promoting it, to getting businesses registered. And I just want to say thank you. Martha and I will be here afterwards to answer any specific questions that you have about that portal. But uh, this is incumbent upon all of us. And I know that together we can do it. So thank you. Well, good afternoon. So I had a five-page speech written out, but they all took all of my notes. So, <laughs> so I am Nikki Purvis. I am the director for the City of Milwaukee's Office of Small Business Development. And what I've heard a lot today is intentionality, right? There's a, there's a need for us to be intentional about how we communicate, who we communicate, and what we communicate to our community about the opportunities that exist with the 2020 DNC. Um, in addition to that, it's about inclusion and making sure that those, those businesses that are participating in the contracting opportunities are reflective of our community. And in my role at the City of Milwaukee, that's my daily task, right, is to make sure that small businesses have access to those contracting opportunities. Um, one of the other things that will be critical is to ensure that we are constantly um, sending out information um, coming to the people as we are today to make sure that you have a chance to hear what those opportunities are. And even if we don't know what those are, you know that we're getting to that point. Um, and we want to make sure that we are intentional about that, that we are as inclusive as, possi as possible. But also, we want to make sure that you have, as a small business and a small diverse business, that you have the resources that you need and the technical assistance you need to be able to handle a contract. And so on Monday, April 29th, um, the city will host its 10th annual small business conference at Manpower Group headquarters. Uh, we will have workshops uh, specific to financing, uh, to having a capability statement, to understanding terms and conditions of a contract. Because when you execute a contract, you want to make sure that you understand what it is that you are signing up for. What's the deliverables 
what are the do you have the financial capital to be able to support yourself throughout that contract and so um, as has been stated you know we are committed to making sure that uh, we are as inclusive as possible with our uh, contracting opportunities um, and my office will be one of the uh, primary uh, agencies that will make sure that the information is sent out to you and so with that I will turn it back over to Kim.